This concept began for me after rewatching the latest Doctor Strange movie and prep for the new Ant-Man. It then transitioned to a conversation with a couple different folks. So why are dreams so vivid and real? Are you actually tapping into another you in another dimension or realm? There are so many dream experts in the world, but here's my perspective on that thought. This is episode six, The Use of You. Welcome to the Complicatedly Misunderstood Podcast. your boy CO on the complicatedly misunderstood podcast. So jumping right into the show this week, I think we got to begin with some of the things that I have dealt with before coming to this episode. First and foremost, shout out to my nephew, Tristan, huge, huge Drake fan. I like to call him a Stan along with my wife, Tanisha, him and his aunt have put together a ploy for all of us to go to the Drake concert in New Orleans in June. So this guy, <laughs> he has been watching all of Drake TikTok and all of Drake Inside Scoop to ensure that we were ready for the pre-sale launch, which I think occurred Thursday. So you want to talk about a nightmare. I mean, I usually have this issue on Saturday mornings trying to get tennis shoes. But trying to get Drake tickets, like, that puts sneakers app to sleep. <laughs> like, I can't even tell you how many sets of tickets we were trying to get together. Because we were trying to get a total of five. And he's on, you know, speakerphone and telling me which ones he's looking at. I'm looking at the same one. So I think we click the button. Before you know it, another fan has got those tickets before us. Man, we must have did that song and dance for... 10 minutes maybe till we finally got some seats now i'll say this because she loves drake and because he loves drake and because they have never seen drake together we both went been to our own independent drake concerts it was worth all of the nonsense i had to go through to finally secure those tickets so tris <laughs> i hope that uh it's all worth it um again i'll be there because y'all are fans, uh, I'll nod my head or two, but we'll see how this concert goes. Secondly, I was reading some stuff. I mean, we all try to stay in the news and entertain with what's going on. But something really caught my eye. Don't quote me on the governor or congressman or senator or whomever he is. I think it's a senator from California. No, maybe it's just a, maybe it's just a, I don't know who it is. Let's call him a senator. But anywho, ran across this earlier in the week. He has proposed a four-day work week 
in an effort to create happiness within society. Now, listen, it's not a lot that politicians be talking about that I usually give a damn about. But I think he's on to something here. Now, I've done this before in my own job where I have, you know, helped to change how we do our scheduling. So we work four tens and every other week, you know, half the flight gets, you know, a Friday off type situation. But his idea is somewhat different because he's only talking about a pure eight hour, four day week. So 32 hours and it's based on, you know, a course companies paying their people more to make up that difference. But uh, if you haven't heard about that, Google California, California governor, congressman, senator, someone proposes four week or four day work week and then just check out what he's talking about. So I'm interested to see how that goes. Now, we know California, very liberal state. They do some things that is uh, a little outlandish at times and a little out there. But I think this one, this one might catch waves across the country. Um, it might be some disgruntled individuals that own companies and things like that. <laughs> but for the happiness of the employee, yeah, I like what he's talking about. And finally, unless you're living under a rock, it is March Madness. And usually that is an exciting time for me. Uh, number one. I prefer college basketball more than I do the NBA these days. I just feel like the game is more pure at that level. And I'm a huge Duke fan, okay? So without getting on my, my, my soapbox, yes, I'm from Indiana, but I've been rooting for Duke ever since 1991. Um, basically, we held the national title that year in Indianapolis, and it was the first time I ever seen the tournament in its you know entirety, and I just fell in love with the Blue Devils. So... Been a fan since 91 before people started critiquing me. It's over 30 years. However, comma, but <laughs> this 2023 tournament, I have no idea what's going on. 16s are beating ones. 15s are beating twos. Multiple ones are out already. Duke is out. They lost yesterday to Tennessee. Uh, it's just a tournament that's wild and crazy. And though my team is out, I'm still very much tuned in. So brackets are busted, shattered. It's probably the better word. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of been what's on my agenda this week. Also, I'm filling in for the SEL, what we call the Senior Enlisted Leader. So that's different because I just got to this, well, just returned, I should say, to this unit. I was here before I went to Vegas. And just kind of, you know, seeing that whole operation from the, the bird's nest has been very interesting. Not too much crazy stuff came across my plate this week, thank goodness. But meetings upon meetings and quick decisions need to be made and those type of things, yeah, life comes at you fast. So my boy Rio was talking about, man, he wanted to get a strike back. I don't quite want to get a strike back, but I know for a fact this is not the job that I want full time. So I can definitely relate to what he was talking about in his last pod. And if you haven't listened to the last pod, Please go check it out. Him and his wife have done a back-to-back on My Therapist Made Me Do This Podcast. And the last one, they were talking about some real stuff. Talking about, you know, why is it that you care when people don't give you the praise that you deserve? And why are you really locked in on just that individual when everybody else in the room is clapping for you? Don't know if I ever thought about it like that. But if you listen to their segment, you'll understand where they're coming from. 
a lot of gems dropped, a lot of good knowledge. So keep doing great things out there, Rio. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so no T's and P's this week, not because there's nobody to applaud or praise or be or give thanks to, but it's just this week, none of that really crossed um, my plate. So we'll just move right into the actual conversation. Now, this one is going to be slightly different from the previous five. Okay, so complicatedly misunderstood podcast. I'm telling you, there's a lot of random stuff that revolves around my brain. And usually, these are conversations that I like to have right on the spot. What do you mean? (laughs) I am a habitual offender of talking to myself in my drives in or drives away from work or wherever this random information hits me and I just happen to be driving, riding a Peloton, whatever, I'll have a conversation with me. It's kind of like when I was learning to play chess or chess. Look at me talking about chess. Here I go already. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh, when I was learning to play chess, because I could only play chess at school or if my father had time to play with me, I started just putting the board together and making moves with me versus me. And so that's kind of stuck to a lot of things in my life. And so having conversations about things that are in my mind, I usually do that. And yes, I mean, full fledged crazy man, like having a conversation out loud, talking and receiving information from someone and then giving my rebuttal (laughs) yeah so probably if you're driving next to me you think well maybe he's just rapping you know the lyrics to a song or you know something like that but no I'm probably having a conversation with none other than myself now I say all that to say I am a huge Marvel fan in preparation as we mentioned on the 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 pre-intro show the pre-intro show what am I talking about as we mentioned in the intro I was watching Doctor Strange again in preparation for Ant-Man. So I was just kind of making sure I was still on the same page of what was going on because there's a lot of stuff in Marvel that's happening now and we have to forget the whole Thanos era because they're past that. So I'm watching. And, of course, it's called Doctor Strange into the multiverse or something along those lines. So in doing this, Doctor Stephen Strange meets numerous versions of himself and I'm watching a movie and I don't know how many people do do this but have how many people actually watch the movie and sometimes forget that it's for entertainment and what I mean by that is you end up picking up probably what the the director or the writer is trying to put out but in doing so you get caught up in a whole different thought process you get caught up in what if you get caught up in could this be i mean i've done this with the matrix done this with terminator i feel like most times though movies can be far-fetched and again they're for entertainment value there's a message that has something to do with what could be very real i'm not saying conspiracy theory here i'm not talking any of that you know outlandish stuff but i'm like i mean i get it this is a cool entertainment value but Some of this shit could happen. I mean, I feel like that with Walking Dead. Maybe we're not zombies, you know, but 
something along the line that we are in a apocalyptic world. And now what? I feel like that's the message. Maybe not people, you know, eating brains and stuff like that. Or if you've watched any part of The Last of Us, maybe something is, you know, making everyone ill and it's a post-apocalyptic world. And we have to figure out how to, you know, make it to the next day. I don't think people are too far-fetched when they write this stuff. And it's something that usually triggers me in a different way than just entertainment. So sticking on task here, (laughs) watching Doctor Strange, I got to thinking about dreams. And I can't speak for everyone, but specifically me. I never seem to see faces in my dreams, though when I'm in my dream, okay, whomever I'm dealing with on whatever level is a very real person. I never seem to see myself in dreams either, meaning there's never a reflection from a mirror. There's never a picture of myself like in a house or just anywhere that identifies that I am me or anything like that. But I know that I'm very well me just because of who I am. And all these things got me to thinking, wonder if there are multiple yous of you and no I'm not talking doppelganger effect here like I'm sure we all can say or someone has told us man this person looks just like you or I've met this individual at some point in my life that looks just like you or it could just be a personality thing man I met somebody who resembles you so much it's like y'all were twins or whatever not that but I'm saying what if what if now when we were having our very real dreams that we were tapping in or connecting to a different version of you. Let me explain. So often we wake up and dreams feel so real, super vivid. Like everything that happened was so real, (laughs) right? And usually within that first two to three minutes of your initial rising on that morning, you have to pinch yourself to see if everything that you dreamt is the world today. And normally, you realize very early on, damn, (laughs) I'm not filling the blank. Rich, uh, famous, um in the NBA, some type of entertainer. Hell, it might just be I didn't even go to where I was in my dream last night. France or whatever, I don't know. But it's usually met with disappointment. And normally if it's a really, really wild dream, you have no reason, or I'm sorry, you have no real way to connect with it and it just bothers you, what do we do? We bring it up in conversation to a significant other if we have it, if we have that individual. Or we immediately run to Google or dream books because I own several dream books that are sitting right there on my bookshelf. And we try to find out what that dream meant. And usually there's some kind of meaning to whatever, right? So if there was a certain image you saw, if there was a certain, I don't know, uh, theme that was in your dream, you can probably narrow it down 
to a group of words or a group of scenarios in the book or Google might help you lock in on what that means. And then you just kind of ponder on that until you are either fulfilled by what you've read about the dream or until hopefully, air quotes, it happens again. And then maybe you can really see if what you read is the truth. And then, like most things, it's a forgotten memory. And you go on about your life. And usually, right, we have that moment (laughs) after the dream where there's some blushing if it was a good dream, some sadness if it was a bad dream, some frustration if it was a broken dream, meaning like it didn't complete. And that affects us for a part of that day. And how we deal with that, I mean, that's just you and your dreams. But let me reverse that. Or just let me give you a counter thought. What if you were tapping into another version of you somewhere? And this whole idea that the dream is supposed to mean something for the version of you right here, right here, right now, is never the truth that's never the point okay co what do you mean you're getting wild you you, you, you're hanging out there on the limb now because i'm starting to really (laughs) think right i'm not saying i'm doing some some astral stuff and we'll talk about that because i just kind of learned about that it's not no astral plane stuff right i'm not jumping dimensions and things like that but we're going to talk about that briefly but what if okay What if you were seeing another version of you and all you're meant to do is honestly reflect on another version of you? Kind of like Dr. Strange. He noticed that there was good versions of him. There was this bizarro version of him. This was this evil version of him. There were several versions of him. And because they were in different places, it was hard for him to understand because he was truly just connecting with the the him or the you that he knew. So in this case, we always try to compare the you that we know, this one right here. But wonder if you're supposed to just sit back and watch this dream, a.k.a. this movie, and either clap for the hero, that being yourself, understand what the hero is going through, still, that being yourself, Or no kidding, be disappointed at what that hero has become. Still being yourself. The different yous of you. I'm really starting to think that's what my dreams, mind you, my dreams, and I can't speak for everyone else, but I really think that's what my dreams are starting to speak to me about. And I think sometimes they're so real and versions of them have the same people that I know currently today. Like I said, I never see a face. But I know the aura of a person. I know the sound of people. And so often when I wake up and I say, you were there, it's honestly because I just know who that person is. Not because I've seen a face. Like I said, I rarely see faces. Remember the Matrix when they were talking about uh, the first Matrix when the kid was like the girl in the red dress. I think at some point, especially young boys growing up (laughs) during our uh, pubescent 
pubescent years. Pubescent years. Come on, Clyde. Jesus Christ. We go through the girl in the red dress. Like, there's just someone we're attracted to, someone that we probably know, or we've put this woman together in our minds that are different women. And she's everything, right? And everything is going great in this dream, and then we have to wake up. <laughs> but me, can't speak for everybody else. Me, I never seen a true face. I just remember the girl in the red dress to use this analogy. She probably had on something else, maybe a white t-shirt and jeans, but ultimately I never really got a face. And I say that to say because that's how I feel most of my dreams happen, you know. Um, so with that, I think that I'm just watching me in another place. And sometimes I root for me. Like, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing great. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what my occupation is in some of these dreams. But I'm apparently doing well because I have nice things. Life is good. There's no, like, crazy detriment going on around me. And everything's well. And those dreams, I'm like, I wake up, like, excited. Like, and I honestly feel like for two minutes, three minutes, like, yo, this is life. And then I realize, oh, shit. I still in the military and I still got to hit the clock and shit. <laughs> I'm not the version of me that I just had that amazing dream about. Sometimes I wake up and I'm pissed. Like, bro, you got it kind of trash, bro. Like, I don't know. I've been there too. And I think that, uh, that's not too far fetched, man. Um, I mean, I don't know. There's the more you read, the more sciencey shit you get into sci-fi, your mind kind of takes over. Right. And you can start believing a lot of wild shit because an entertainment type thing can lead you down a crazy path of dreaming. But I just don't think that we're always alone. You know, like I'm the type of guy that believes in aliens. Right. OK, here I go. I'm getting crazy. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I just don't feel like we occupy this space alone. And again, this is just the version of me I know, but I think that I actually get to tap in and peek in from time to time with the other me's, my homies, the other COs. I don't even know if their name is that, but we share something that connects us. Uh, I watched another show a while ago. Uh, my mentor, Proc, put me on this. It's called Sense8, and these eight individuals were connected, like, telekinetically, and the difference with that than what I'm talking about is they could, like, connect with one another and help each other out in situations. So they all had different skill sets or different things about them that they realized people were somehow tied to them and they could use whatever they, whatever that quality was at that moment to help that other person out and vice versa. Well... That's a version of this, but not what I'm talking about. I really just think we get to watch real-life movies of other versions of us. I know I sound wild, and I, I apologize <laughs> if this ain't the ep for you. But I told you when we started this, it's a complicatedly misunderstood podcast, and this is the type of shit that, that goes around my mind. Now, I want to get into that astral plane thing here for a second. And it's ironic that the individual that posted this, CTG, Charlemagne the God, I'm actually reading his book. 
And in reading his book, he talks a lot about spirituality and just believing in the higher self and things of that nature. And so when he posted this little video that I'm going to play here shortly, it was like perfectly aligned with what I wanted to talk about. And at the time, okay, when I first seen this maybe a week ago, maybe a little bit more, I hadn't really looked into this. And it got me to thinking, okay, so let me cue this up here shortly. Give me one second. Of course, when I need something, I'm never ready. But we're going to get there together. Okay, so here we go. Your soul leaves the body at night, every night, for about three hours. I go into the fifth dimension. I go to various dimensions. I've uh, described the Astro Museum. That's where Bill Gates and Einstein went and Tesla and everybody else to get futuristic technology. The lower astral plane is filled with negative entities. You don't want to be there. Beyond that is the mental plane, mm -hmm. and the mental plane has blue highways. So if you're driving in a car or flying above it and you see iridescent blue roads, you're on the mental plane. The masters would hang out there. The Buddhas, the Jesus, the Moses, they would hang out the mental plane. It's a very spiritual dimension. Wow. Out-of-body experiences are not dangerous. They're perfectly natural. Okay. So he's talking out-of-body experiences. Now, I think we've all maybe had that once or twice, just kind of randomly, haphazardly. And then I know that there's individuals that no kitten <laughs> put themselves in a space, a headspace, a mental space, by using certain psychedelic drugs that will help them have that moment of out-of-body experience and kind of connect with themselves on a different level. Not saying that uh, I'm interested in that, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of interested in that. But we got some ways to go before I can get there. However, staying on track here, now I'm starting to think about the astral plane. Because before, like I maybe heard the term, but I've never done no research on it. And so I had no idea what was really going on there. But in kind of looking it up briefly, right, and I'm still no expert, I do believe... <laughs> that that is very true i think that it really is now he talked about the fifth dimension and that's where people went to get certain technologies and all that i mean maybe i wish i had that skill set <laughs> right because then maybe i could bring that back and become a quadrillionaire or whatever some crazy number but i'm not even talking about that on that sense i'm just talking about being able to no kidding i guess be one with others that are that have passed away and stuff like that like I feel like I talk to my grandfather a lot and I don't really mean talking to him just in my mind I really feel like I'm like locked in and connected with him I felt like before that I was really trying to connect with Justin who was one of my best friends that passed away and then one day I'm not kidding it just happened it was in my basement uh, we, I was sitting on the couch and I'm telling you, he just appeared and we had a real conversation, which seemingly it seemed like it was hours on end. I don't know how long this was going on, but it seemed like it was hours on end. And I left that conversation with a lot of good information that I feel like I needed about the situation to kind of start putting my order, my steps, if you will, like moving beyond the feelings I had or the guilt I had over his death talked about that in my second book and again I never knew what this was called but 
I do have a sense of belief in that. And perhaps maybe that's how it's connected to what I just talked about with dreams and how I see things. Now, in listening to this episode, I really want people to ask themselves a couple questions. First, is CL nuts? Okay, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But no, first, have you really thought about the things that we're discussing here on this episode? And if you have, what is your true feeling behind it? Like, is there a sense of fear? Is there a sense of, I don't want to say what maybe CO just said, because people might think I'm nuts. Is there a sense of, I want to know more? Is there a sense of, hell yeah, that's really real, and I'll take that to whoever wants to listen? I mean, I feel I find it to be interesting. I can't be the only one that has thought their dreams were more than just nighttime sleeps. And I think, you know, you're always processing this information. Because let's think about things that we put in perspective when we say, like, deja vu. Oh, this has happened before. You know, there's a lot of things you can look up, a lot of information out there that'll tell you what somebody else thinks. Keyword thinks that means. And then it's your own, I guess, story or telling of that same um, moment. Because to me, you know, I think deja vu means that some kind of way, going back to my dreams, some kind of way I am reliving a moment from another me. And though they are few, far and in between, I do believe that there's times when our lives perfectly align, almost like some kind of summer solstice or some kind of solar eclipse or something like that. And I think that's when the deja vu occurs. Telling you, man, I I don't know. Maybe I've missed my calling. Like I, I truly do love like astronomy and I love like off the wall stuff. Like um, I'm really into horoscopes, but more than just what you read, like I, I really, you know, try to connect with that and try to really be with that, that balance and stuff like that, getting your chakras right, stuff that I'm still learning about. So all of these different things like that are very real to me. And I think that I've never just taken the time to kind of formulate my thoughts on what I thought was happening during dreams until, again, I'm rewatching Doctor Strange for the second time, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Is that what's going on in my world? And I'm telling you, it was like a light bulb went off. Now, to say that everything I just mentioned was 100% fact, that ain't right either. I mean, who knows, really, because this is one of those things that I feel like everybody could have a different version, a different story of. But for me, it really started to make sense. And I'm telling you, like, I I don't have the same, I don't know, feelings anymore when I wake up. Like, you know, I, like I said, it could be excitement, it could be anger, it could be disappointment. And really what I had, I was like, I'm just really rooting for, for me somewhere else. Or I'm hoping that, like I said, me does better somewhere else. And that's a different feeling than being frustrated that whatever I just dreamt was not my real life. 
And I think, <laughs> I think that's something that I've done the entirety of my life. Like I've been frustrated that like, why do I dream these big things? Right. And it has nothing to do when people say, well, what are your dreams? What are your goals? You know, or whatever. Like that's hard for me to formulate. I, I've never, and I've talked about this multiple times, podcast, you know, whoever listen in a conversation, like I've always kind of struggled with what is my dream? Like, oh, what do you want to do with your life? There's multiple things I want to do, but I can't lock on one thing as a dream. And as a boy, we all had big dreams of becoming, you know, NFL player, NBA player, you name it. And those things are very much the common, the norm. But now that I'm a whole adult, a real whole adult, yeah, I don't know what my dreams are. I seen something interesting on that, too, when uh, Dame Dash was talking to, uh, what's the podcast? Oh, man. Uh, up in smoke with uh steven jackson and matt barnes and he asked him what's your dreams dream big and you know that was a whole conversation i thought that was pretty enlightening but yeah i've still struggled with that so when i'm talking about my dreams i i don't mean that i simply mean what's going on while i'm asleep <laughs> and maybe it's because i'm a little bit lucid because my sleep schedule is all over the place you know some nights are really good six or more and most nights are not because I'm a light sleeper and I toss and turn and hop up all the time. And yeah, I might get three to four, right? So that's not a good functioning mind. So maybe I'm just, you know, kind of all over the place in my thoughts. But I've really come to grips with what I I think I see or what I think I remember. And I think that's also why, for me, just for me, my dreams, once I wake up, are almost immediately, almost immediately like a forgotten memory. Like I think I have about 10, 15, 20 minutes max with the entirety of it all. But then the piece that's going to stick out that I kind of like affix myself to, sure, I can think about that later on the day or, or whatever. But the entire thing, like I'm telling you, it's like it's like reading a book with a million chapters and you're midway through the book and you're like, damn, wait, what happened in chapter two? Who is this person? Like I feel like... That's what the story of my dream is most days. But I think that's why. Because literally I'm just watching a moment in time in a different version of myself. And I'm supposed to just be present. We talked about being present back on episode two, talking about moments. And I think at that time, I'm just present, right? And then when I wake up, it's over and it's supposed to be forgotten. So that I can focus on the you, the me, that I am here. <sighs> It's amazing and I can uh, give you 30 random minutes about dreams and my visions and my thoughts. But that really was on my heart this week. You know, it wasn't anything about bettering yourself or wasn't, you know, some other, you know, conflicted thought that I've had that has a more real connection to, you know, everyday living. This is something <laughs> that's random. And be prepared for more of this because I'm telling you, you have no idea. Hence why I've always been entitled, complicated, not just because I go against the grain of most conversations or I'm always the one with the wild opinion, but because in doing that, I also have a wild ingredient of, I like to think way outside the box, like way, way outside the box. <laughs> like, and I think these is, this right here is one of those moments. But this is a short episode, not going to hold you. But I had to get that off. I don't know why. I had to get that off because 
it was just calling me each week. I kind of meditate on what my show or my episode is going to be because I have a bunch of different topics, but sometimes they just don't come out right. When I'm trying to figure out how to structure it, it just doesn't happen for me. And there's a lot of things that people send me. Shout out to that. Um, that I try my damnedest to get in on that conversation or try to get in on a perspective that will make for a good episode, and then I just miss. And I feel like, mm, I can't make that happen. So this week in meditating, I had a couple different ideas for this app, and this is the one that was calling me. So I'm glad that I had that conversation with my buddies, my homies. <laughs> Again, I appreciate y'all giving me a listen. Continue to spread the word. Follow, 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 follow. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. While I'm doing that, <laughs> let me plug the boy uh, Adrian over at I Respectfully Disagree Podcast. New t-shirt. I don't know if they're available for sale yet, but it's pretty damn to the point, and I love it. Share that shit. <laughs> So he was posting his Share That Shit t-shirt today. And oh, by the way, let me give him some love. Yes, sir. So I guess I did really have praises. But let me give him some love because he's finally, in my opinion, starting to figure out that YouTube algorithm and the numbers are climbing for him. So keep doing your thing, my guy. I know you put a lot of work into that, a lot of effort in trying to connect on all these multiple different platforms. And hopefully... It's starting to all sink in for you, man. So keep doing your thing over there. And I respectfully disagree. And please let us know if that shirt's available because that is a real statement. Share that shit. Support the homies. Like, it's not hard to like, subscribe. That's it. Don't cost you nothing. But a moment of your time. And again, if the content ain't for you, I understand. But the numbers actually help us individual podcasters the indie pods it really helps them so we appreciate all the love and support we can get now as always at worst it's only complicated and sticking with me please remain plugged in because i'm telling you this show is going to continuously take you somewhere else in thought and that's a good thing and I never, ever, ever forget my roots because I always let conversation influence me in a way that I can, A, understand someone a bit better, connect with them in a different mindset, still remain who I am, and never, ever discredit who they are. So to the next show, it's your boy, C.O. <laughs>